Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Apsock for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. Here we are. The news is starting to leak out. The news is on its way to our precious little years. This past week, some stuff surfaced. Stuff I couldn't avoid. Stuff a lot of us couldn't avoid. There was a huge, uh, well, huge is a huge is a relative word, but there was a, a pretty big uh, thing revealed about episode eight. Not going to say it. You don't need to worry. No spoiler here. 
I I happened to hear it though. It happened. I just one of those things. Sometimes, especially in the in the industry and business that I work in. You're just going to turn the corner at the office, and there's going to be two guys uh, talking about a spoiler they read because they don't care about spoilers as much, and they're not doing it on purpose. They're not broadcasting it. You're just turning the corner to get a coffee, and there it is. Um, There was some news on 8 this week. I had avoided it, and then in a pitch uh, for something I I am working on, the information came across, and I kind of paused as I read it, kind of gulped, and went, well, I know that. And you know what? It's all right. Again, we're not going to go into it. It was cool information. And there was some stuff that came out about Episode 7 long before we knew it was called Force Awakens, long before we knew who was what in the zoo. There were things that came across that I don't remember. By the time the movie came out, I didn't remember. Some of them turned out to be true. Some of them not true. Some Some of them, like the severed Luke's hand and lightsaber falling, turned out to be true from a certain point of view because it was in an original draft or original cut. So um, I, uh, I'm i not going to go into it, but I've heard some news. And that we're going to get more of that. More and more is going to start coming up out of Episode 8. It is, again, that weird time that we're, we're in. Uh, Mark Donica and John Roca on Jedi Lines just covered on their show this week. Good show, boys. I was listening uh, where they talked about, uh, you know, uh, if they had made... Star Wars or Empire, Return of the Jedi now, or uh, the the media was like it was now back then, uh, and social media whatnot, it would have been difficult. Mark Hamill's accident, Roka brought up as a great example of that would have been all over, and how, what's going to happen to Star Wars 2, uh, uh, how, how is this going to happen, Hamill's heard, all that kind of stuff, Harrison Ford's contract negotiations, that's something that we would have all heard about at the end of Empire Strikes Back going into uh, uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. You know, Harrison hasn't signed. He's 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 broke out with Indiana Jones. He's got two franchises. Does he need Star Wars? That's the kind of stuff we would have had. So we're going to get more of that. And then also earlier in the week was the stuff about Rogue One. And that is my topic for today. It's all in a name. Look, I'm going to go into it. If you don't want to know and you have managed to avoid the Rogue One spoiler stuff that kind of came out this week. And spoiler, look, spoilers are, can be anything nowadays. Even an opinion on something is a spoiler. Um, when some of my close friends come out of movies, I'm like, don't don't even tell me. Just don't even tell me. Uh, because if you say, I liked it or I didn't like it, that is a spoiler. Emotion's a spoiler. I say that a lot with Game of Thrones. I go silent. Social media silent on Sunday night. I don't tweet anything out. I don't look at tweets until I've seen the episode. There's some responsibility on on ourselves, right, to protect ourselves from spoilers. Some people go out of the way to to say spoilers, but sometimes, you know, if you don't want to be spoiled on Game of Thrones, don't go on social media Sunday night into Monday morning. Got it? You're going to have to survive unless, unless you can watch it then and there, all right? Soapbox over. Um, but, uh, you know, the spoiler, the, 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 the term can sometimes get overused is my point. So the stuff from Rogue One this week, it's spoilers. Spoilers in the sense of now we know some of the players. But I'm going to go into it. So if you don't, if you don't want to know, I'm not going to be offended if you click off now. 
and you don't listen to this episode, or if you come back later when we answer some uh, stuff from hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, I'm not going to be offended, all right? I'm happy you're here joining me on this journey so far in this golden age of Star Wars fandom. But we are going to go into this now. Earlier this week, what I seem uh, seemed to me was a clerical error. Someone pressed something wrong on a website, and um, we got a leaked clips, uh, leaked pictures, pages of the Rogue One visual story guide. Now, uh... <sighs> These books are important, actually. I love these books. I have the visual story guide, uh, the visual dictionary for Force Awakens. Uh, I have uh, the ultimate Star Wars guide, which is uh, the canon uh, encyclopedia. Uh, I love these kind of books. Uh, it's how you learn. I I didn't have the I didn't look at the Force Awakens one. I definitely I didn't get it till after I saw the movie. But even then, I wouldn't have going into Force Awakens. I would not have looked at anything. Um, I, I wanted to go in as, as pure and clean as possible. However, however, um, I looking back now, if there had been some things uh, that I had been able to pick out of the the visual guide for Force Awakens. I think it would have been okay, and it might have even helped my first viewing. Saying that out loud, i got to tell you, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I was swimming in the deep end, trying to figure it all out myself uh, with everyone else. But uh, um, it would have been okay. So here's what we got for this one. Again, spoiler, spoiler warning, like the fifth and final one. We know the names. We know Jin Erso. It's Felicity Jones' character. Now we can add to that. The names of uh, Director Credic. This is Ben Mendelssohn's character, white caped Imperial officer. Diego Luna is playing a Rebel Alliance, because they're still around, remember? No resistance here. Rebel Alliance. He's a soldier. And Captain Cassian Andor, though I have heard this, this might be wrong, and that uh, the name is actually um, Willix. But we'll see. Captain Cassian Andor. Alan Tudyk. Uh, is doing the mocapped enforcer droid known as K250, though, again, I've seen already that maybe we misread it, and it is actually K2SO. K2SO. Uh, we got Jiang Wen and Riz Ahmed's characters. Wen is playing a assassin named Baze, a freelance assassin, and Riz Ahmed is playing Bodhi Rook. Bodhi Rook. Uh, Donnie Yen, uh, who a lot of people are excited for, is a uh, he's a staff wielding martial arts expert known as Chirrut, C H I R R U T. There's some aliens. Uh, we've got Bistane, a goblin-like creature, and a frog-faced humanoid named Pad. Uh, those are the alien characters there, and uh, we got two ships were released. Um, something called a Tie Striker. And uh, what's being called a U-Wing, a rebel ship. There was also some possible uh, confirmation of a returning character with a certain dark flowing cape. But that we kind of already knew. We kind of already had picked up on that. So that is that. And the reason I want to go into it, the reason I'm excited to talk about it, I, I number one, it doesn't spoil the story for me. Mads Mikkelsen spoiled that a, a lot more earlier. Not going to say it there in case you had missed it. There was something he had said in interviews where it was like, oh, well, okay, not huge, but uh, now I know that. And that is part of the story. These, uh, these characters, 
Character names? All right, we know them. And we knew that Mendelssohn was playing a white-caped Imperial officer. We saw that in the trailer, so now we know his name. He's a, the director of the Imperial Army. Uh, uh, Krennic is his name. I, I, he handles all the HR paperwork. He files uh, the reports. Uh, we'll see what his character is. He looks menacing in it. Um, so director Krennic. Uh, a lot of people excited about Diego Luna in the movie, and he's got the name Captain Cassian Andor, and I love that name. So the reason I'm going into this in detail, to my point, I'm rambling here, but you guys know that's what I do on Spotlight Star Wars. I ramble. I monologue to you in my uh, own uh, my own charming way, right? Oh, boy. Um, as you all know, if you followed me from the Jedi Alliance days and, and to any other Star Wars show that I'm on or that I broadcast, the name Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma. Not my favorite name. General Hux I was okay with. Kylo Ren I liked pretty much from the beginning. Though, you know, at first you had to get, you had to get used to it. Poe Dameron I actually liked from the beginning. But is that name Captain Phasma? Captain Phasma, I couldn't get into it. Now, then I learned that that's Gwendolyn Christie's character. Then I see the character, and the character was great. It looked great. And then Force Awakens comes, and the character basically does nothing. Uh, you guys should probably read the Poe Dameron comic if you want a little bit more Captain Phasma. Um, all I'll say. But uh, like everyone, I was disappointed that Phasma, bad name or not, didn't have more to do in uh, the uh, in the uh, in the movie. Um, but that name didn't strike me. It didn't I didn't like the name, all right? And I'm still not a huge fan of the name Captain Phasma. I get some of the reasoning behind it. It had a personal connotation for Abrams. And I'm a big fan of Gwendolyn Christie, and I'm just going to support the character. That's just kind of where I am at that. But it gets weird. It gets nervous because, look, we can all say it. We said it, and people, you'd say it to me in the comments section. You'd say it when I was on YouTube uh, uh, broadcasting this. You say it on Twitter. I can't criticize Captain Phasma. I can't criticize Starkiller Base or anything like that that I might not like. Um, when the main heroes of our story are Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, all right? That, that argument's been thrown back in my face for a while, as it should. As it should. I'm sure in the mid-'70s, when you sat down and opened up the promotional booklet... Let me check out this space movie that the guy who made uh, uh, American Graffiti has got coming out. Who the hell is a Luke Skywhatnot? I'm not behind this. It's a stupid name, all right? What, is it supposed to be Flash Gordon? Oh, it is? Okay, it's a stupid name. And then you see the movie, Han Solo. He's kind of a solo-ish, roguish dude. I get it. Thanks, George. I understand, folks. It's just become what it is. C-3PO and R2-D2. Chewbacca. Chewie. The Falcon. Princess Leia. Princess Leia, if you're Jan Dodonna, Jan Dodonna, Darth Vader. Despite what his name might mean in Dutch, it's still kind of an odd name. But those names, is they've superseded the, the movie, they've superseded the franchise. They are in our lexicon, they're in pop culture forever. In the history books, good. So, while the Star Wars names are weird... It's definitely important to have good names, and there definitely are good Star Wars names. There's some bad ones. There's some ones you don't get. All right, Count Dooku. Not a great name. I got used to it, but 
Yeah, no. I don't know. Come on, George. One of the ones I I never quite got behind was Rex. Captain Rex. Commander Cody. Which is a reference to a 60s song. Not my favorite names. I never got those. They're okay, but I never got those. I don't know what else to get. Uh, Captain Joe or Commander Carl are, are not any better. They're, they're, in fact, worse. But names, Star Wars names, you could debate them. Poggle the Lesser on Genosis. I love that name, but that's kind of a stupid name. Constable Zuvio. It's a shame we never got to really see him in the movie unless you freeze that one uh, frame in, 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 on the Jakku scene when Ray and Finn are running. Constable, Constable Zuvio is not a bad name. That's a Star Wars name. Unkar Plot, Star Wars name. Ray, good Star Wars name. Finn, good Star Wars name. Poe Dameron, one of the best. It's important, right? Because if you release these names and we all go, what? Rogue One might lose a tiny bit of momentum. Did Force Awakens lose it with Captain Phasma? Of course not. But there was that moment of pause. I'm not lying. I wasn't making it up for broadcast sake, folks. When I heard that name, Captain Phasma, my eye roll could be felt galaxies away. Not happy with that name. I wasn't at the time. Grew to be okay with it. Again, I'm staring at a Funko Pop special edition chrome Captain Phasma right here on my toy shelf. I'm on board. JJ, you got my money. All right. But it's important to have these names. So, it's with great excitement that I tell you, hi, wow, did my voice just crack there? Hi, I love these names. Jyn Erso, it's a great Star Wars name. It immediately puts this character into familiar territory with us as as a fan. Jyn Erso sounds like a Star Wars name. It's mysterious enough that you can't can't figure out the origins. It's feminine enough where you can probably now there's going to be Jyn or so girls running around um, here on Earth. Uh, just like there's probably going to be a lot of rays soon. R-E-Y. I love the name Jyn Erso. So when the trailer revealed that, I was on board right away. But now surrounding her with, you know, Captain Cassian Andor, if that is what ends up being the name, and this other name of Willix that we've seen pop up uh, is uh, is not the case. Captain Cassian Andor is up there with me, with Dameron and, and Luke Skywalker and, and Kanan, which is another name I do like, Kanan Jarrus, Caleb Doom, uh, not, as, not as good as Kanan Jarrus. I would have switched my name too. Um, but uh, Captain Cassian Andor. You tell me, you could have just walked up to anyone on the street and not said, hey, uh, here's some Rogue One news. You could have just said, hey, Joseph Scrimshaw, let me, what do you think about this name? Captain Cassian Andor, where's that from? And, and he probably would, would, have, would have said, I hope Star Wars. That name fits in to this galaxy so well. Cassian Andor. And he's a captain to boot. So behind that name. Bays. Is an interesting name, and he's a freelance assassin. I like it. Short, to the point. Bodhi Rook. Now, the the, the surname of Rook, we just I, I'm learning for the first time as I'm reading this different article. I had only seen earlier in the week that Riz Ahmed was playing Bodhi. And immediately I think of some point break stuff and takes me to a different spots. So I wasn't gravitating to the name Bodhi, but the full name of of Bodhi Rook, I'm on board. I'm on board. Donnie Yen playing Chirrut. Uh, that makes sense to me. Uh, he's a character that um, you can't can't say he's a is an Asian character in the Star Wars universe. That that's 
it, it, it's it, in that galaxy, it looks like what we on Earth would refer to as a, as an, a per- person of Asian descent, right? You know what I'm saying? So, um, but he's got that feel, and the name Sharut sounds like in that galaxy, it sounds appropriate. It sounds cool. Uh, and then we got the Bistane and Pad. <laughs> Pad seems like stupid great Star Wars names. A frog-faced humanoid named Pad. Ah, you see the connection. Frog-faced Pad. A little wah-wah, but you know what? That's also what makes a good Star Wars name. Sometimes the Star Wars names just have to be wah-wah enough to make sense. Bistane seems cool as well. Now, the tr- director Krennic, not my favorite of these new names. It's not my favorite, but I like it. It's just boring enough to be an administrator of the Imperial Army. I hope Krennic does some paperwork. But it's an odd... K-R-E-N-N-I-C. It's what I call... It, it, it's, it looks hard on the page. It's got a lot of N's and a C. Ends with a C, starts with a K and R. It's, it can be... It's a little odd when you write it out. It doesn't look menacing. Um, but... If uh, Palpatine's not the most menacing name either, and then when you make him Sheev Palpatine, you can see why he wanted to become Darth Sidious and just call himself the Emperor. I would have distanced myself from that name too. But Director Krennic, it does have it has some Krennic, it has some power behind it. It's not menacing, it's not foreboding, but but it's got some imperial power behind it. Not my favorite of the names, but but I'm excited. And then uh, the droid, K250, or if it's going to end up being K2SO, either one's fine for me. You'll probably uh, probably call them something else, call them 50s. I don't know. We'll have some name for them. I'm sure they will, uh, and I'm excited to see what Tudic does with that. So that's just me roll calling the names, guys. I, I'm not going to analyze it. I'm not going to go in deep. I just want to know what you guys think of the Star Wars names. Uh, from Rogue One, and what are some of your favorite Star Wars names from outside the galaxy? What works? What doesn't? What shouldn't work? Boba Fett shouldn't work. Boba? Fett? But Boba Fett, that certainly works. Even Jango Fett kind of works. Count Dooku? Uh, Maybe it doesn't work. Newt Gunray? Not my favorite. What are some of your favorites? And what are some of your least favorite Star Wars names? And I'm sure we'll go uh, discuss that elsewhere on Force Center, but it's fun to discuss now because these names got me excited. It's a good thing. That is a good thing. I am excited even more now for Rogue One because I want to root for Jyn Erso and Captain Cassian Andor, and I want to boo Director Krennic. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Guys, we have determined what our hashtag will be for the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie campaign, the official Force Center Spotlight Star Wars campaign. We, uh, as selected by Dave, or suggested by Dave Donovan, at David75Donovan, we have got, uh, we're going with hashtag give us Kenobi. So if you're talking to me, talking to Scrimshaw, talking to Landa, or just following us at Force Center Pod, and you want to talk about the Kenobi movie, you do that hashtag, give us Kenobi. Like Jessica Beardsley, at Miss underscore Bitsy, she says, hashtag, give us Kenobi. I want a Kenobi movie so bad. Bad Froggy, at bad underscore Froggy, he says, hashtag, give us Kenobi. I want a Kenobi movie so bad. Great minds. Think alike. That is the hashtag. Thanks to all that suggested him. Um, Chris Whitehead again at Osiris292. I finally got that right, Chris, right? Thanks for you uh, being patient with me and Scrimshaw explaining how to say it and you on Twitter telling me how to say Osiris, the Egyptian god of the underworld, is your Twitter handle. Chris Whitehead suggested uh, hashtag Kenobi story, and uh, that's definitely one. And you guys, some more were coming in, and they're good. To be honest, use whatever you want. But officially on Spotlight Star Wars, hashtag give us Kenobi. I got time for some questions using the other hashtag that's uh, prominent here. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. If you want to talk with me and uh, join this conversation week to week, 
that's what you use. Kyle Harlow at Kyle underscore Harlow used that hashtag, Spotlight Star Wars, to ask, uh, with CGI putting young Michael Douglas and RDJ, Iron Man himself, in the Marvel movies, do you think we'll see a young Leia in Rogue One? And, and I'm assuming the question's um, inferring that uh, Carrie Fisher would somehow be playing the role herself. Um, I'm game. I'm game. Uh, technology is amazing. Let's do it. Tron 2, right? We all love that. Mm. It's a tough question. Kyle, that's a good question. I, I, I guess Carrie could do it. Her voice has changed. That's that's apparent with age and, and uh, lifestyle, changing her voice a little bit. No shame in that. Nothing wrong with that. It just is what it is. And by the way, when I read Bloodline, I, re- I hear Carrie's voice, uh, her, her current voice in my head a lot more. But that young 19-year-old princess, and your voice is going to change when you're a 19-year-old princess uh, becoming a 60-something-year-old uh, general. Um, I think it could work. I think it could work. I, 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 where I'm struggling, Kyle, is I, I, I'm kind of against this kind of stuff. Is still, yeah, don't worry. I don't, don't need to CGI Robert Downey Jr. and do that. Da, da, da. I don't know. It's a, it's a trick. It's neat. I get it. But uh, I just I, I kind of want to see Leia in Rogue One. I kind of want there to be something. It, it, it fits. It's important to the time period. It's important to the story. So I can see Leia being in there. Do I want it to be an actress? They're not going to use her daughter for that, Billy Lord, who, who looks very much like her, uh, as I guess genetics would make that happen, right? I sound like an idiot. Um, they're not going to go that route because she was cast in Force Awakens as an actual character and is returning for eight. Um, so do I want that? Do I want to see someone else? I'm already struggling with seeing a, a new Han Solo and possibly a new Han Solo in this movie. So do I want to see another actress being Princess Leia from that time period? Will it take me out of the movie? It, it, it's going to. It's going to regardless. Even if it's a spitting image, you're going to go, well, that's neat. It's not Carrie Fisher. So you're going to have that moment. So maybe we all just agree to get over that moment, have it, experience it, and release it. And enjoy the movie again if a new Princess Leia, a younger Princess Leia shows up. It would just make sense, right, Kyle? It would make sense. So maybe the CGI route, maybe they go that way. Doesn't seem like it. We're not hearing those reports because, again, the time we live in. But you never know what they're able to pull off. Uh, uh, last week we talked about Star Wars stories that you want to hear. And I asked you guys, what kind of Star Wars stories would you would you want? I uh, talked about second chances for some characters that maybe don't uh, didn't get didn't get the best shot in the prequels. And uh, Jeff, not Emma, at Jeff, not Emma. I wonder what Emma thinks of that. Says uh, uh, Gungans of the Navarone, which is good. Never seen. Uh, never. I've never seen Guns of, of Navarone. Um, and he, uh, Jeff, not Emma, again checks in. Tuscan Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, good. We're, we're turning into at midnight here on Spotlight Star Wars. I like that stuff. I like that stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, not Emma's on a roll. He's got American Greedo. I think we could see American Greedo. It's a, it's the dark world of capitalism where Rodians are dying to get ahead. I like it. He also talks about Django Fett Unchained, an intergalactic western featuring young Django escaping slavery. Not a bad, maybe like a one-shot comic there. I could get behind that. Jeff was on a fire. He's also tweeting in Sice Noodles and the Max Rebo band behind the music. I can get behind that. And Undercover Boss Nass. 
Jeff, your names, title puns are on point, my friend, and I enjoyed every one of those. Every one of those. Um, other questions coming in. Uh, this is Daniel Jose Molina at DJM0593. Daniel asks a question. That I don't have an answer to right now, Daniel, but I wanted to bring it up to see what else people think. And I, I wish Spotlight Star Wars is a monologue show. It's me and the wall, but sometimes I wish Scrimshaw was here to help me through some of this stuff. Um, he, uh, Daniel asks, does the fact that Ray was left on Jakku way before Ben Solo turning evil change your opinion on her lineage? So if that's the case, if that's what we believe, which... I think some of that stuff has come out now. Some of the timelines. we got to imagine that, you know, Ben turned kind of late in the game. And uh, Ray, uh, maybe she was on Jakku before the turn. Daniel, I don't have an answer to your question. I have to meditate on it. I take these questions live. Does it, does, I guess the question is, does that mean Ray being left on Jakku earlier than the Ben turn, basically mean Luke isn't her father, is how I would interpret that. I still think the answer is the answer, and that, that Luke is her father. I still, if I'm a betting man, and I sometimes am, if you put a Wheel of Fortune slot in front of me, uh, I, I'm going with Luke as her father. It's just sometimes that's the answer. Sometimes that's the answer. I don't care what J.J. said about kind of messing up when he said, ah, yeah, we haven't met her parents yet. Or Ray hasn't met her parents yet. Uh, he was backpedaling. All right? I think maybe um, the lineage question is great, Daniel. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm thinking of it. So what do you guys out there think? I love, I, I, I'm, I'm sometimes sick of the Ray parents theory, but at the same time, I'd read, I'm reading every think piece I can see on them. And I love the theories. And I love that we get to do that as Star Wars fans. What a great time to be a Star Wars fan. How many times have I said that? I say it because it's true. Our fan Patrick Barman uh, over at uh, Imperial Podcast, uh, which I'm going to be appearing on soon as a guest, so check out that. Uh, Patrick Barman says, uh, what do you think of a Darth Maul spinoff? I'm done with Maul. I'm done with Maul, Patrick. Not that I don't like Maul. I've just had enough Maul. I liked him in Phantom Menace. I could get behind him. But I got to tell you, I just, I'm done with Maul. I don't need a full story. The comic was great. The four little issue series that was taken from the Clone Wars scripts, not produced. Um, maybe, I, I, I just, Maul, like Fett, is a great character. It's an intriguing character. It looks awesome. Darth Maul is absolutely one of my favorite looking characters in Star Wars. And participated in some of the best moments of a much maligned prequel trilogy. But I've heard enough. And you brought him back, and I wasn't behind it, but you did. And then you brought him back again. You know what? I'm behind it. I like the stuff in Rebels. I actually, I'm fine with him being in Rebels. But I just don't need any more of Maul in uh, big screen capacity or anything like that. That fan film that was going on a while. A while back about the, the mall training sequence and he goes and like kills a bunch of Jedi or actually they come to him and he kills them. It was cool. Uh, I'm not much for Star Wars fan films, to be honest with you. A lot of you might know that, but it was cool. It looked cool, but I just don't need it. I, I, that was fine enough. That explains some things to me. 
Um, mall is cool, but sometimes cool is best in small doses. Guys, that is it for this week on Spotlight Star Wars. What's in a name? The importance of a name. It is important. Please, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Tell me what you think about these Rogue One names. If you, if you didn't mind getting that minor spoiler. And uh, tell me some of your favorite Star Wars names. Tell me some of your least favorite Star Wars names. And I think we'll go over that again at a later time. Don't forget to follow us at Force Center Pod, at Catnapsock for me, across all social media platforms. And uh, be sure to catch Force Center with Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landis, special guests. We got Mike Black coming up on some shows there, talking Star Wars action figures. Jedi Beat, Jennifer Landis has a new one in trying to turn the tide against the Ewoks, the, the, the hate of the Ewoks. She's trying to, trying to turn that around, and she's going to focus on Jar Jar later on. That's going to be a great one as well. Data Bank Brawl is on this one. We're working on those other shows. I keep talking about Cantina Confessions and Star Wars Ranked. I'm a busy man, but we're going to get to it. Guys, thank you as always for listening and joining me on this journey. We'll do it again. Until next time, may that force thing kind of sort of always remain around you. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.